As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sifpop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that knows it's really about the ice cream, not about the toppings. It's Sifpop. I'm a sprinkles guy. I just don't understand it. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Bitches to perks! Patrons get those perks! Woo! I'm Aaron Dicer from yourmoviefriend.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Each week we'll be chatting about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Welcome, Andrew, to another Sift Pop! Uh, it's been a hot minute. It feels like it was only a week ago only I was sitting in this chair. Uh, I'm excited to talk some Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising will be the main review today. And then we're going to do best ever movies with mechs, which is different than robots. Yeah. There's a distinction. Because somebody was saying uh, in the comments on my uh, YouTube review, Transformers was their favorite movie with mechs. Nope. And I was like, I don't... It's not. A, it's, it said mech suit in yeah. the uh, Yeah, yeah, the yeah, with a mech suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so there's a human element to it? Yeah, so I think those are more robots yeah. in disguise, they if, I are, to, if I had to put a phrase on it. <laughs> um, you know, that's catchy. You I, should uh, You should uh, tag that. I emailed them about that. You okay. may see it in their promotions now. Just <laughs> cool. credit that to me, Yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and we'll be good to go. So we're going to do that, and then we'll also uh, chat about, of course, the SIF quest, which has to do with best powers and weapons which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. and then of course we've got our buried treasure um anything happening in you know your world before we even get to the do we care like that uh how's things man things are good things yeah. are very good uh no nothing new really just uh you know doing my thing it's kind of nice to be in a little bit of a rut like you know i was traveling so much and there's always so much going on i kind of like to the, sit back yeah just kind of steady life you know you got your weekly schedule you got your things that you do mm-hmm. sending the kids off to school and you know working on stuff and not having to worry about getting ahead or you know falling behind and it's um, kind of nice unfortunately yesterday i did not get to take any of your money which was <laughs> what i planned on doing this week 
uh, playing poker. Yeah. Yeah, I won I won the week before that. You did, and I so. was about to snag some of your winnings yesterday, <laughs> but nope, didn't happen. Hope hope Danae and the fam are feeling better. Yeah. Yeah, there's there it is the season for sickness. Do you get yeah. do you get sick often? I get sick often, but it's never like really like there are some people who get like I never get sick except for like once every like five years and it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm one of the people that like get sick all the time, but it's always like a minor minor thing yeah. that'll happen, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll feel better tomorrow. And then I always do. I used to get sick twice a year, uh, the change of seasons this time of year and then six months from now. Yeah. Uh, basically. And I would always get a sinus infection. Uh, and then I went on my weight loss thing, started running. And ever since I've been running, I really don't get sick that much. And I think it has to do with just cardiovascular. I think it just has to do with oh, yeah. the lungs. So, I mean, because it's not like I'm always eating great, you know, and it's not like I'm not around people who are, you know, may have, you know, some sort of contagious stuff. I just, for whatever reason, my immune system seems to be at the top of its game right now. Fun fact for everybody out there, if you are feeling sick and you exercise a lot, don't exercise while you're sick. <laughs> don't do it. Most people think that you know it keeps their immune system up. No, but it weakens your immune system. Yes, the actual process of tiring yourself out or exhausting yourself yes. does for that moment weaken your immune system. Then overall, it becomes stronger yes. because of the shape you're in or whatever. But anyways, so there you go. That's uh, that's health HealthCast yeah, podcast. HealthCast. That's what you tune in for. Uh, let's do some Do We Care. Every single week I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one. By the way, the answer is usually yes. It is usually yes, because <laughs> I'm good at my job. <laughs> That's right. Steven Spielberg, we know that guy. He's done a few movies. He says he believes that films made for streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and oh, Amazon this. I'm glad we're talking should about be this. nominated for Emmys, right. not Oscars. What do you think about this, Aaron? I love Mr. Steven Spielberg. He is 100% wrong about this. Oh, yeah. Um, I It is, it to me, and I don't blame him. I think it is just a mental shift in what content is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he's thinking about movies made for the big screen versus made for a smaller screen. Yeah. But that distinction is just becoming erased because the the vividness and even the bigness of, you know, being able to watch stuff at home has changed so much um, that you can get maybe obviously not an exact experience, but you can get a similar experience at home you know, watching something. And I think, you know, movie content is about a, you know, 90 minute or more feature length storytelling, ex video storytelling experience, no matter where it is. Yeah. Um, and the truth of the matter is, even if they wanted to do this, they couldn't because Netflix is releasing their movies to theaters for a qualifying for run. Yeah, so, the qualifying run for the Oscars is the movie has to be in theaters for a full week in Los Angeles. Right. So... That's what Netflix does. They'll rent out a theater for a week, yeah. play the movie there for a week, and then take it right back out. Yeah. And and if if those requirements to, were to change, I'm sure they would fulfill the new requirements. You know, it's just... And it also dilutes the idea of storytelling more. And I'm actually becoming more and more passionate about arguing for a, um, a more cohesive uh, awards idea than a diluted awards idea. I'm tired of all the different categories like it's just 
You know, it's, there are a lot of categories. Are you talking about just for the Oscars, or are you talking about award season in general? Award season in general, yeah. but even with the Oscars, in the Oscars, of course, is a tough nut to crack. But I really feel like within the next two decades, there will not be a gender separation in the awards. I really feel like within the next two decades, it will be best performance and best supporting performance. I th- I don't understand how anybody could argue that it makes a difference. You know what's between your legs? How that has to do with what kind of performance you're giving? You know what I mean? I I totally understand. I think the reasoning behind it though is obviously you get to give out more awards. You right. Know? Right. So, but would again we've had this conversation I think. But would you do a a best African American award? No, no. I, I'm not saying I disagree with right, you. Right. Exactly. I agree with you. There should and will be you know a best performance. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the reasoning right now as well. We get to give out more awards. So totally that's good. get that. I totally get that. And if that is the case, then maybe you want to do start off with just giving like an overall best performance and still doing best actor and actress. I don't know. That feels uh, a little weird to me. That would be weird. But I say uh, I'm actually thinking about writing an article this year encouraging the critics' uh, choice, the BFCA, mm-hmm. to pursue this as quickly as possible because it's going to happen and I feel like if you can lead the way in this and just say you know what gender does not determine the value of an award how cool would it be so not only would the critics choice award be leading it but you would be leading it (laughs) well nobody listens to me so I I doubt anything would happen if I if I write this up but never know but uh but yeah anyway so to create another like uh, streaming best streaming movie of the year that does not appeal to me at all. Yeah, and also the fact you have uh Morton Scorsese making a movie for Netflix with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and uh, yeah. Al Pacino, I think. And I don't know how you can watch Mudbound or something yeah. like that and go, you know, eh, not worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's Emmy, Emmy worthy. Put that up for Emmys. No, no, no. Yeah. All right, number two. This kind of ties into what we were just talking about with Netflix and the streaming services sure. and awards. Netflix movies are not allowed at Cannes Film Festival anymore. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, I, it's just discrimination, yeah. basically. Why? Like, how do you justify that? I how, don't know. How do you, like, seriously, how do you make a rule like that and then in some sort of cohesive, fair way say, oh, this is why? There is no reason. Yeah. There's, I, if somebody can make a film with their own iPhone, Put it together and distribute it to cans. Yeah. Why can't Netflix make a movie and distribute it to cans? That makes no sense. The, that is discriminatory. The article I read about this, it didn't say streaming services aren't allowed at cans. It said specifically, it, specifically Netflix. Netflix. I didn't, because I read over it again. I'm like, oh, I don't, the movie I don't industry. See, they, I don't they, see they, Amazon or Hulu or any others oh. on here. Grow up. Yeah. They just they have. It's just it is a it is a bias. It's an archaic way of thinking. Well, and it's also it's also very specifically this idea that new technology or something new is just quote unquote destroying movies. Like they're the enemy. Um. Yeah. It's just uh. It's rough. It's the way of the times, man. Yeah. Uh, it's always th- something. Yeah. Number three: Thor Ragnarok's Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are teaming up again, but. For a Men in Black spinoff. Definitely care about this. I'm a huge fan of the Men in Black universe. Yeah. Um, the movies haven't always been super good, but they've always been entertaining. I like uh, Men in Black 3 more than most, I think. Um, Wasn't a fan of 3. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. They were obviously good together in Thor, so. Yeah, oh, that's, I think that's the main thing you can take away from that is you look at how funny they played off of each other in Ragnarok, and you're mm-hmm. like, and then you think Men in Black and like, 
yeah, they could pull that off. I just don't want them to be Valkyrie and Thor. Yeah. I want them to have different, you know, character personalities, you know. Should they take this opportunity in this relaunch or or sequel or whatever it's going to be to rebrand to Persons in Black? Because <laughs> Men in Black is sounding more and more archa- archaic all the time. Never thought about it. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might, might be old-fashioned, but you know what? Uh, it was sta- It's a stapled name, you know. Just- yeah. Let, let's run with well it. more likely what they'll do is joke about that like they'll bring it to forward oh yeah they'll bring it yeah. by you know joking about it because if tessa thompson is going to be a man in black yeah well that's a little bit weird right well there was the one girl who became yes. a member in the first movie right? yes yeah, yeah so there you go yeah it's the royal men like whenever you say use guys and you know there's <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna wrap it up for do we care There we go. You ready to talk some uh, Pacific Rim Uprising? Yep. Let's do it. We were born into a world at war. Between the monsters that destroyed our cities and the monsters we created to stop them, we thought we had sacrificed enough. But the war we thought we finished is just beginning. Jake Pentecost is a once-promising Jaeger pilot whose legendary father gave his life to secure humanity's victory against the monstrous kaiju. Jake has since abandoned his training only to become caught up in a criminal underworld. But when an even more unstoppable threat is unleashed to tear through cities and bring the world to its knees, Jake is given one last chance by his estranged sister, Makomori, to live up to his father's legacy. Pacific Rim Uprising is the long-awaited, at least by me, sequel to me the, the original Pacific Rim. What, five years, right? It's 2013, I think, the original came out? I think so. And you and I are on the record of really enjoying the first Pacific I, Rim. I rewatched my uh, review of Pacific Rim yesterday, and then we all rewatched as a family the original film last night, um, which was great for context. Uh, I didn't realize I liked it as much as I did. Uh, I gave it a straight A. Like, I gave it, uh, I, I mean, I just loved it. Um, I think since then, I have not soured on it, but I'd probably more give it like a B now. I think it does have a lot of issues. I just think it kind of captured my mind in a way that I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, which happens with me, and I'm totally willing to admit that. You know, like, I come out of a movie for those first couple weeks, and my grade is, prob- is probably usually about a half a grade higher than it, it will eventually be. Just if I like it, because I want to love things, and I get so excited when I love things. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about this one, speaking of love it. Did you like it, love it, it was just okay, dislike it, or hated it? I am in the, it was okay, slightly leaning towards didn't like it. Oh, okay. This could be a fun conversation, because I loved it. You did? I really did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I am, for whatever reason, I'll just start here. I am really willing to forgive a lot with this universe. That's the um, thing. I, I, I don't care. I just, I love this universe so much that, like, the the stuff that I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. That is so nonsense. And I don't even care. Like, I'm just like, bring it on. Bring on the nonsense. It's kind of a little bit of a, like, a, a Fast and Furious in that way, in some ways, that yeah. uh, that I'm just like, I, I know this doesn't make any sense. I know this is silly, but man, am I having a good time. Well, it's because, you know, you can't hold every single genre of movie to the same, you know, caliber. Sure. You like. sure. So, with a movie like this, 
the idea of giant robots fighting giant monsters is still very enjoyable thing to watch and there's something written in our dna it's a holdover from childhood where physics and logic you know they're just pushed aside to make room for Mm -hmm. over-the-top destruction and you know extreme cheesiness which there's a lot of cheesiness in this movie and there was in the first yeah 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 so you have to go into these movies with that mindset otherwise you're not going to see the gem of what you know, this universe is not particularly for me, this movie. I came out of this one feeling like it was very similar to the first one. Um, that a lot of the things you could say about the first one, you could say about this one after mm-hmm. watching the first one last night. Um, man, this is so weird. This is so weird. I think the second one may be better than the first one. No, I no, and, and I can give you reasons why the negatives that are in the first one are the same negatives that are in the second one ridiculousness over the top maybe it's amped up in the second one so it feels more ridiculous and more silly you know for those things but they're they're kind of the same the uh jaeger um kaiju fights are better in the second one they're in they're more seen in the first one i never realized uh, after watching it they'll take how, place at night in the rain at night in dark and i think they're hiding a lot of the cg by doing that especially on the kaiju um, because it just wasn't quite there yet. And so you're not as aware of the, the choreography of those fights, of what actually is going on. That is much clearer in the second one. Like, you are more, I think, immersed in those battles, in those fights in the second one than in the first one. And I didn't realize that until we rewatched the first one last night. But um, and that's, that's one of a couple things that I love about these movies. And so since it's one of the things I love about these movies, I feel like right now... Like, right now, I would give the second one a B plus and the first one a B. Like, you know, I think the second one is just a little bit better for me. That's or more fun to watch, you know? Like, I, like it's it's exciting to me in an interesting way. And, and again, there are negatives, and we'll get into them, but, yeah. um, but I think I'm willing to forgive a lot of them. There is something interesting about this movie, and it's for as basic, quote-unquote, as this film is, you know, giant robots fighting giant monsters— I was, you know, a little bit surprised by some of the plot twist that came that I really didn't expect. Yeah, I was no, like, I agree. Oh, okay, so you went that way. No, I'm not saying that all of them worked, but if you told me that I would have been surprised by the turns a Pacific Rim movie would have taken, <laughs> I probably would have laughed at you, but but you know what? You would have been right. I'm excited uh, about the spoiler talk for this one because yeah. there are some really interesting ways they go with this story that I did not expect either uh, and I agree with you I actually don't think all of them work um, but I think I think some of them do yeah. and uh, and it makes it, it textures the world in an interesting way um, other positives for me I will say this I think this is the reason I'm willing to forgive so much and I love this world and I just want them to keep making these movies mm-hmm I think the coolness of what I love about this world is baked into the premise. Um, the idea that these uh, that these um, uh, Jaegers have to have two people piloting them is so cool in so many ways. It's cool thematically because immediately becomes about teamwork and relationships and community. And the first movie, I think, dealt with those themes better than this movie does. I think this movie is kind of a little more shallow in many ways, and we'll talk about that in negatives. But they're there because it's baked into the premise because they're have to in the choreography of the two people, how they, you know, during the action, it'll pan into the inside of the Jaeger and you see them doing choreography together. That's that's always the coolest part. You it's know? So, and, and it's and again, it's baked into the premise. You can't mess that up because it's part of how this world works. 
um, the scale of this world, like the scale of these monsters, how big they are, how big these Jaegers are, that is baked into the world, too. And that is the other really cool thing that I love about these movies. And I think that is much more evident in the second one, too, when they're having these fights in daylight in you know these downtown areas with these buildings. The way buildings are used in this movie is spectacular. Um, that's, that's something that they... Not to give a spoiler or anything, right, right. but destruction in this movie is like ramped up huge. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Like, really? <laughs> okay. It worked for me. Because that's what have I love. Fun rebuilding that. <laughs> well, you in, and that's the thing. That's the other thing that's kind of baked into the premise is you're living in a world where, and there's nice little touches in the second movie about like shelters and different things. Yeah. Uh, that have that have grown into this world. You're living in a world that understands massive destruction and understands that's a part of life in this world because of where we are. Um, death on a large scale, massive destruction on a large scale is just part of what's to be expected once this is your universe. And I don't know. I, I just I find all that so interesting and fun to watch. And when something happens and I'm like, oh, come on, I just let it go because I'm just I'm ex- so excited to be there, you know? Yeah. It's, that's interesting, though. Those are the things about the movie I can't forgive. But if you don't mind, I want to get into the things I can't forgive about yeah, this movie. Yeah, go for it, ma'am. The main issue I have with this film is the characters. I didn't really care about many, if not any of them. What maybe, about Pentecost? What about... Maybe uh, him. Yeah, I maybe, think John Boyega did a good job but here. But other than him... It, there was no chemistry. That was a huge thing. No chemistry between anyone at all. And there were even characters in this movie whose sole purpose... Uh, there's one character, and it drove me crazy. Her sole purpose in the movie was to be attractive and to flirt with people. Mm. That's what her role was. And I'm like, you have that character. She could have been really cool or served a purpose, but she doesn't. If you think about what she did in the movie, it was all like sexual innuendo and flirting with people and looking very attractive. Okay, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to sound blind here, and, and possibly I'll have to wait to spoilers. I don't even know who you're talking about. The girl that keeps flirting between him and Scott Eastwood. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean I I all guess she, I didn't realize all that she does was... in the movie is just flirt. Between but isn't it the just two? like that one moment? No, there's like three of them. Okay. So I think we have a different perspective on this because what I saw in that wasn't uh, that her character's point was to be a flirt. I saw that her character's point was to set up a love triangle for the next movie. I thought that's where that was going, that they're setting up like this idea of they both like her yeah, and they're not sure who she likes. So if you're going to go with that, though, at least have some other groundwork laid for that sure, character totally, besides totally. flirting. And, you and, you, and your overall point is absolutely correct. Yeah, because th- this is the main negative for the movie for me is that in the first one, I felt like I had a for whatever reason, much more care and empathy for those characters. And I think it has to do with even in the limited time, you got to know about their stories a little bit more. Um, there are, uh, you know, injuries or deaths or things that happen in this movie that have no impact because you just don't really know these characters very well. There's well. too many characters in this yeah whenever you look at the first pacific rim movie there's a core group of people you're supposed to care about right and there's not that many of them um because you know you're also trying to care about this is gonna sound weird but you're trying to care about the jaegers because you know they kind of have their own personalities you know that's what they're designed to do they're supposed to be different and unique from each other yeah um so in this one you have not only the 
ranger pilots, but you also have the cadets you have to care about. You have the uh, the scientist, mm-hmm. uh, all these new people that are introduced. I'm like, there's just too many for me to spread well, out. Well, you my also caring. have the the company, the technology company, and the, yeah. the characters that play a role in in that technology company, and that the thread of that uh, you know uh, plot makes it so that you have this whole other group of people that you're trying to figure out who they are and. And what they mean, and um, so yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand. Yeah. There's a lot. This is probably going to be a positive for you, just from what I'm gathering. But it was a huge negative for me, and it's that the dialogue in this movie is pretty bad. There are moments of cheesy one-liners that are only made worse by characters bringing attention to the fact that, that oh, what they're see, saying is cliched. See, like, I see, think that makes it better. You Okay, now I thought because you were going to say that makes it better. It it's is self, self-awareness. It's self-awareness. But I prefer cheesiness to just be cheesy, okay. you know? No, that's fair. That's a fair Don't point. bring attention to it because you're, for me, it's, <laughs> it's spoiling the cheese, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a difference in taste. Yeah. Uh, I, I like my self-aware movies to be self-aware. Like, I... You know, um, at least I know they are. There's a moment, uh, without spoiling anything, that is supposed to be one of those epic moments and becomes not an epic moment in the characters' comment on. You know, is it about snow? Um, no. Okay. No, it's it, anyway. We can talk about spoilers sure. if you want, but um, but anyways, that's the kind of stuff that I go see. You know what kind? Of, you know what you're doing. You're willing to kind of you know uh, be a little self-deprecating. You know, take yeah. yourself out a little bit. Um, but if you just want it to be over the top cheese, I, you know, I totally get that. I yeah. understand. Again, this is a fun movie. I'm not saying it's not a fun movie. I yeah. had a, I had a blast watching it. Yeah. It's just, it turns into a kid, giant <laughs> robots. I know, right? Fighting giant monsters. That's what I'm saying. I, it just, it just, there's, I, you know, I, I just, I throw my film critic hat away at the yeah. door or something. Cause it's just like. I, I know there's big flaws in this movie. I really do. Yeah. I, and we'll talk more about them, especially in spoilers, I think. But um, but I don't care. I really, I had such a good time. It will be one of my favorite movies of the year. I know it, <laughs> I know it will be. I know it will be. I Because if I'm asking the question, which movie do I want to put in and watch? I know this is going to be up there for me. I have it's, it right above mute. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, man. That's where... Uh, Either you loved Mute a lot more than I did, or no, you I really think, don't like this. I think I had a it's like the fourth worst movie out of the 11 I've seen this year, so... Well, you know, it's probably like the sixth best, best movie on my list that I've seen or whatever out of the, you know, what what's it, 15 or 20 that we've seen so far this year. Yeah. But um, there are certainly better films, you know, I think of Annihilation and, you know, so many of the others that we've, we've already... Black Panther. Did you enjoy Tomb Raider less than this? Great question. Um, about the same. About the same. About the same. Um, I think overall. Oh, that's a really interesting question because I gave Tomb Raider a B plus. Yeah. Uh, I gave. I think I gave uh, Pacific Rim a B plus as well. Um, but after Tomb Raider, it started. I started thinking more about some of the stuff, and I would give it a B now, probably. Um, which will probably happen with Uprising as well. Yep. So they're very similar, I think, in that way. Um, fun movies with flaws. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying Tomb Raider's a better film than this one is. Like, you would enjoy it more. I think I do. But yeah, I think I like Tomb Raider more than this. It's a, it's a great equivalency, though. I mean, I yeah. think they are Well, do you know their similar. action, you know, they kind of have that nerddom to them, you know, from different aspects. Long term, I think I might put Tomb Raider a little bit higher simply because of the candor. 
I think she's she's giving an actual performance in that movie. You know, yeah. as good as John Boyega is doing, and I do think he gives a good performance here. There's some emotion to it. There's some reality to it. I like him as this arrogant, cocky kind of you know cadet ranger guy. Like, there's I don't know because he's definitely not that in Star Wars. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Han Solo. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Right? He's very solo in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I do enjoy him doing that and I think he did good, but I think Vikander's performance is like an actual, yeah, good dramatic performance. Uh, so maybe that, that might give it more for me. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think there's really anything more on the negative or I have a one last thing I'd like to say though. Yeah, do your one last thing. So for, even though I wasn't a fan of this movie as much as I was the first one, the way they've set up potential sequels are things I'm pretty excited about. That was my one last thing. Oh, was it? Really? Yeah, no, that's great. Keep keep going. My one last thing was, man, do I want sequels? No, yeah, it's. I, I'm not trying to give anything away, but you know, they set up you know potential more movies for right. this, and I'm like, if that's the direction they go, I'm on board for it. I think it would be really cool, you know. I and that's and that's what and I said it in my review too. Um, the litmus test, if you have one, for whether or not a movie succeeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them can be, oh, I want them to make another one. Yeah. And I walked out going, oh, I want them to make another one. I want to come back to this world. I think it is a beautifully constructed uh, world. And, and like I said, a lot of the beauty is baked into you know the, the premise and what they do. Um, and I want to see another one. So in that regard, if nothing else, they succeeded. Yeah. You know? The question is, as it was with the first one. <laughs> Will it do well enough to make another one? And I think if it does okay in the U.S., it's going to kill in Asia, I think. So uh, so I think it's probably a money-making proposition for them to keep doing these, and that excites me. I'm glad. I'm glad we'll, we'll probably go back for Pacific Rim 3. Yeah. Pacific Rim downvoting. I don't know. Down, down rising instead of uprising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. down voting. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Exactly. Uh, there you go. So I would give it a clear recommend, especially if you enjoyed the first one. Andrew's probably a little more iffy. I would still recommend it. Yeah. Again, I'm not. Maybe I'm just comparing it to the first one in my review, but I like the first one way more than I like this one. Again, both fun movies. If you want a fun movie, this is the movie to go and see. This and Tomb Raider are the fun movies to see right now. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think I would have agreed about the first one being better until I watched it again last night, and there were just so many things the second one does even better than the first one. Uh, and it's the stuff that I really love, you know, and so that kind of has an yeah. impact uh, on the way I see it. You ready to talk uh, movies with, with mech suits? Yeah. All right, we're going to do our best ever movies with mechs. I think we are going to, I think you'll be surprised by my list. Really? I really do. You're like, really? That was in your top? Interesting. Um, I'm. You want me to start or you want to go? I'll let you go because I always start. Uh, number three for me is the Lego movie. Trump! <laughs> All right, we'll wait to talk about it when you want to talk about it. What's your number three? Aliens. That's a great choice. It's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. For sure. Get away from her, you beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the coolest lines in cinematic history. When Ripley fights the queen alien in that giant mech suit, it yeah. is... It stays in my mind from my childhood because I'm thinking, when I was a kid, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. A, the the queen alien is like one of the coolest villains ever. Sure. She doesn't say anything. Right. She just has that aura of pure evil around her. Uh Uh-huh. And then you have Ripley coming in trying to save a kid, and she just has a look on her face like, for as evil as you are, I don't care. 
I'm going to smack you with a robot hand. It's time. It's time. And you feel it too, man. I yeah. love it. Yeah, no, good choice. Good choice. Now what? I'll talk about the Lego movie. Is that your number two? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and talk about it then. Uh, Yeah, well, there's a couple mech suits in this movie. Mm-hmm. Lord Business has a mech suit. Sure does. Metal Beard. Uh-huh. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, uh, he builds that giant mech suit, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense for a Lego movie when you're building things. That's exactly what it is. It, yeah. Lego movie is one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Oh, sure. Like top it's brilliant. three, I think. It's brilliant because it's off-the-wall crazy comedy. Yeah. And then you get hit with a gut punch at the end and realize, oh, it's more than that. You know, yeah. it's it's meaningful. It's important. It's valuable. This is so much more of a movie than I thought it was. You know, it yeah. has a beautiful gut punch at the end that I think is is so meaningful and can be very emotional. So it was it's kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes sort of like look on, you know, how childhood and your, you know, perception of childhood as an adult has changed. You're like, yeah, I used to be a kid, too. And this is how I used to think. But looking at my surroundings now, I'm no longer the kid I used to yeah. be. And I need to go back and embrace that. Yeah. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. No, that's 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 a great film. Now, number two. Uh, my number two is Edge of Tomorrow. It was in my honorable mentions. Um, I, I, that was the one I was surprised by the top thing. I'm like, wow, Edge of Tomorrow didn't make it into my top. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm kind of surprised by that, too. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely my number two. Um, it's a, I always It always pains me to think about Edge of Tomorrow because it is a perfect film up to the ending. And I dislike the ending so much to that movie. Um, but I think it's a testament to how great that movie is up until the ending that I still love that movie because an ending that bothers me as much as that ending does on any other movie means I don't like the movie. Yeah. It's hard to recover from a bad ending. Can we spoil the ending of this, this far out? I guess if, if you don't want to know the end of edge of tomorrow, it's been a while then, you know, fast forward a few seconds, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Go ahead. They should have all died. Yeah. Right. They should have all died. Yeah, I, and it's not the sacrificial. You know, it's sh- they should have all died. I would have to- liked that ending so much more. And the timeline, uh, it, every rule it's given us about the timeline is contradicted by that ending. Yeah. Um. And I, I guess you could say, well, it's different if you know you actually kill the you know the queen. The main- but that, but it that, doesn't make sense to go do- back to that no. moment. Why would you go back to that moment in time? That makes no sense. Yeah. How does that relate to anything that has anything to do with that being? Like it's just. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is also known as Live, Die, Repeat. Yes, correct. Um, so That's another thing I don't like about that movie. Pick a title! <laughs> they did pick a title, and then they picked another one after the movie was already out. Yeah. Uh, your n- number one or my sure. number one? I can go with mine. Okay. Uh, my number one is Iron Man. Okay, it was in my honorable mentions. Uh, I, and especially the original Iron Man, because of Jeff Bridges' mech suit. Wait, it, it can't. It can't be your number one. Why? Why not? Because I know a movie with mech suits you like more than that. Do you? Yeah. Well, good. Well, we'll th- we can talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> we literally had this conversation a couple weeks ago. About the same movies? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited here. Maybe I just didn't re- didn't think about it having a mech suit or something. Okay. But go ahead. Iron Man. Um, I love Jeff Bridges in that movie yeah. so much. And he's the one that has even a more legitimate mech suit, really. Uh, than Iron Man. Iron Man almost becomes a second skin. Technically, all of his suits are mech suits yeah. um, in in uh, a very literal way, uh, but they feel more like 
a costume or a you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like you're used well, to. Well, if you look suit. at like Hulkbuster, that's a pretty big mech suit. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Hulkbuster's a straight <laughs> up true. mech suit. That's true. Um, so man, I love the original Iron Man, and it's good stuff. I don't think people look back because I I watched uh, uh, what which Marvel movie I watched Doctor Strange last night. That's the yeah. one I watched last night. But you look at like where Marvel is now, and people forget you owe it all to Iron Man being as good as it was. Yeah, and it was good. It was nobody, really listen, good. Listen, I shouldn't say I should I shouldn't say nobody. Very few people even knew who Iron Man was when that movie came out. Which people is, forget how third tier a character. Iron Man was in the Marvel Universe at that time. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I forget because I was in the group of people who knew right. who Iron I know. Man was. I, yeah. And, and, the, and that's it's not like that's a tiny group, but it certainly isn't a mass market He group. wasn't a Thor or a Hulk or a Captain America. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's he, beautiful. Here's the movie you forgot about. It's your number one? Yeah. The Avengers. Um, I guess. Yeah. See, it's interesting because I would, it's very interesting because I guess I wouldn't consider that as much of a, I didn't consider Iron Man in that, like I just said, having a mech suit. It just feels like a costume, you know, at that point. But you're right. I it's, mean, it's a mech suit. No, you're right. Literally, it's a you're mechanical right. Mechanical suit. No, literally, you yeah. are correct. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, we ta- we've, I don't know how many times we've said this, but whenever you just think about what the Avengers did, it's a movie that did something never been done before. Yeah, and they nailed it. Jaws Whedon is a genius. The yep. movie's funny. There are like real emotional moments. The action is great. Everybody, here's the thing: for as different as characters as everybody was, not knowing each other going into that movie, the fact that the chemistry between every single one of them was so perfect mm-hmm. is what made the movie what it would what it was it's incredible the euphoria of that sweeping one take during the battle yeah is is i mean it's unmatched i mean it just the it, one like, that ends with hulk punching thor for no reason i <laughs> think so is it and it starts with uh with them like back to back in a circle right and the camera's going around i mean that yeah. may be the best marvel movie moment of all time so far yeah like it is just it's just the euphoria of that moment is incredible. So so yeah. I totally get it with Avengers at number one. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Uh I think we should mention the first Pacific Rim. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got that in mind as well. Robocop. Robocop's a good mention. District nine. Is a great mention, yep. And the final one I'm gonna mention is Avatar. Because I like Avatar. I don't care what people say. It's I love a fun Avatar. movie. Avatar's still in my top one hundred of all time, so it did drop a little bit this year, um, but no, I, I still love Avatar, and I'm excited for the sequels. And I, well, whenever they come out, they just keep getting pushed back. <laughs> I know it's just so funny for me to keep to see the pattern repeating of every time a James Cameron movie comes out, everybody's like, "Oh, nobody's gonna go see this. It's gonna and be it's awful." Always the top and it's always grossing. yeah, top grossing of all time ever. Yeah. Um. So, but I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see what he who he does with the Avatar sequels. The other two I would mention, um. This isn't a great movie, but I enjoy it, and it has a mech suit at the very end. Amazing Spider-Man Two, <laughs> the Rhino suit. <laughs> Just a sigh. That's all I get. From what you. were you thinking, Paul Giamatti? Exactly. I think he was thinking he could be a a top villain in the next movie. <laughs> I think that's what he was thinking. I'm glad that worked out for him. <laughs> uh, Matrix Revolutions. 
Uh, See, I don't like revolutions. Yeah, I don't like it as much as Matrix, but uh, it is it is still a Matrix movie. There is a mech. There are those mech suits in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So those are the only other two on that that I thought I'd mention. Yeah, honorably. Yeah. Okay. There you go. If you have any uh, that we didn't think of, we'd love to hear them. Uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or send us an email. That'd be great. Before we head on to the rest of the show, thank you to those who make this show and other shows on this podcast network possible. This show is actually on a podcast network called Studio DNA that is fan-funded. So you can go to patreon.com slash Studio DNA. A brand new show adding to the podcast network uh, just launched, actually is launching Monday if you're hearing this when it's recorded. Uh, so that will be March 26th is when the new podcast launches. It's called What Else? And it's an interview-style podcast with a good friend of the network called, uh, his name is Corey Mann. And uh, he just interviews people. And instead of talking about the things that they usually talk about in interviews, he says that he wants to know what else is going on in their lives. So you can check that out. That's cool. Um, and all of that, by the way, at the Spreaker, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. And, of course, you get every episode of every podcast in your own personal feed, including bonus episodes. Like, for instance, the bonus episode for this episode, uh, for this episode of Sif Pop is us talking about the movie I Can Only Imagine. So if you want to check that out, you can donate three bucks a month and... Uh, there are some pretty fun perks there. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. All right, moving on. Good question in the chat. Uh, maybe this kind of highlights, before we get into the Sif quest, kind of my brain thinking on Iron Man versus, you know, like the Jeff Bridges mech suit. Um, the question in the chat is, how much is Tony Stark controlling the mech and how much is Jarvis the computer? Is it Tony Stark just being in a robot or is it actually him controlling a mech suit? He tells the suit what to do. And so. he moves his arms yeah. to make it, you know, fly and those and he so built, I think so. And he built Jarvis and Friday, which is the new, you know, Jarvis. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jarvis is the vision now. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um yeah, with Jarvis has an infinity stone embedded in him. Yep. And Thanos is gonna want that. Yep. <laughs> He is. Uh, why can't Infinity War be out right now? Um, couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. I don't want to wait, Andrew. I want it now. Uh, yes. So I think. Uh, I think still you could count it as a mech suit. I, I don't think that's really in debate. I think yeah. it, the Iron Man suits are mech suits, unless he's not in them. Or are they still mech suits? Once he's not in them, and they're just then they're just robots, right? And they're drones. And they're drones. Yeah. yeah. So. Kind of depends on the moment. Yep. Uh, let's get on to our Sif Quest. This comes from So the Dane on Twitter. Uh, what would you consider to be the best weapon, ability, or power in film? And if you pick someone with a deep bag of tricks, you get to just pick one. For instance, if Batman, you can choose one gadget or vehicle, not the entire utility belt. Uh, what do you think, Andrew? What's uh, the best? I have best weapon and then best power. Because Yeah, I agree. I divided right. it as well. Which do you want to start with? Uh, you want to go weapon? We can start with weapon. Is it cliche to say lightsaber? No, I mean it. It might be a common answer, but yeah. I don't know that it's cliche. Lightsabers are so cool. They're so cool. I can't think of anything else. Like I kept thinking, like, what can I say besides lightsaber? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and then right. I realized if lightsaber is the bar, then it's the best. 
So you can think of it one of two ways. Um, the, you can ask yourself the question, which weapon would I most like to wield? Lightsaber is the easy answer for me on that one. Oh, yeah. Like, it would be so fun, you know, to just, you know, to live that, right? But if you're asking what weapon is the most effective, I think that's a different question. Yeah. Because a lightsaber isn't effective in and of itself. It's super effective if you're a Jedi, like, and you know, you know, you can throw it. But it is a, it is a, uh, it is limited by its proximity, right? Yeah. You know, um, so I guess Mjolnir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, I actually went with uh, the gun that uh, is being sold in Fifth Element. The ZF1 is what it's called. And it's basically, it has, it shoots arrows, it shoots, you know, knives, it shoots bullets of all sorts. It has a tracking thing where every bullet you shoot goes back to the tracker no matter where you shoot it. So as long as you get the tracker right, like it is the <laughs> ultimate Swiss army gun. Yeah. You know, it has so many different things. That was the one that kind of came to mind for me. I figured you would have said the noisy cricket. Well, that's a that's a powerful gun for yeah. sure, and in, in a tiny little package. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the ZF one is probably the best weapon I would choose. Cool uh, power. I don't know how you beat Phoenix. Like I don't know like how you beat the ability to change matter and read everybody's mind, and like that just seems like the most effective power, well, most I powerful went, power. I went with Doctor Strange. He'd, you he'd know, give that's her a run for thing. her money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's magic, right? Like, yeah. and when you're dealing with the ability to teleport change time man if you can change time yeah so and in that way maybe maybe we're even talking about um uh what's the wand called voldemort voldemort's wand don't ask Um, me harry potter questions okay we're talking about that as maybe being the best you know weapon weapon uh because it can do those things like it can through spells change things and alter time and all that kind of stuff so yeah so I, i don't know how you beat that yeah, it's up there. I mean, Dr. Fate technically is not in a movie yet, so he would win, but... Oh, or Dr. Manhattan, you know, from uh, yeah. what's his, uh, Watchmen. Yeah, but then you start to talk about the best power also having to incorporate like how it affects you, how it impacts you. Yeah. I don't know that anybody would ever actually want to be Dr. Manhattan. You don't want to be blue and naked and have a third <laughs> eye? I don't mind being blue and naked. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't, you know, like it, it completely changed... That ability completely changes... Your personality, like it changes oh, yeah. your ability to interact in the world. He really wasn't ways. human anymore. Whereas, right. if you look at, especially Doctor Strange, he's still a guy, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get that. Yeah. Phoenix. Th- Phoenix is less. She's more possessed than anything by the right. Phoenix Force. So, yeah. Yeah. So in in some ways, she's kind of you know similar to Doctor Manhattan in that yeah. it completely changes her. So maybe Doctor Strange is the answer. Maybe you maybe just the the ability to know all those spells and that magic and to you know because man he can do anything. I mean he just waves his wand around and and sends people to you know the hills of Scotland to face their sister and whatever he wants to do you know. Yep. Keeps it, somebody falling in free fall. A, he doesn't have a wand. He has a sling ring. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah, sling, sling ring. ring. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He has uh he has the Directv. I'll um, let you know. Sling. I, I watched it the other day or last night. Movie mm-hmm. holds up. It's so fun. Is the, it? That whole ending where, you know, they're fighting where everything is going in reverse. Yeah. So cool, man. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the definitely one of the best uh, boss battles in the Marvel movies. It is. Uh, it might be the best. Boss it might be. Movie. It might be the best. Boss We'd have to have that conversation. I have to really think about it. Because but. it's not punching 
the hardest. No, it's it's all intelligence and yeah. persistence, and he he basically wins the battle by being a three year old who won't quit asking why. You yeah, know? Like, why? <laughs> I love that. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because there, stop asking. There's no way to physically punch that guy hard enough to win. Right. You can't do it. Right. That's why I love that fight the most. Out of I, I'm trying to think. That might be my number one boss fight. It's yeah. pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you, So the Dane. Appreciate the question. And if you have a question for us, you want to send us on a Sift Quest, just uh, tweet at me, Aaron Dicer. Uh, my DMs are open as well, so you can leave a question there if it's a little bit longer. Or you can email us. Feedback at SiftPop.com should work just fine. Uh, and thank you for that. We can't wait to go on whatever quest you want to send us on next. Uh, time for some buried treasure? Yeah. All right. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that uh, you want to make sure people know about? I'm trying to get caught up on my 2017 movies, and a gem slipped through the cracks, ladies and gentlemen. I saw a bunch of 2017 movies uh, this past uh, week. I saw uh, Molly's Game, which was really good. Yeah. But the one I'm going to be talking about today is one that I expected to be good, but I didn't expect it to be as good as it was or as different as I thought it was. Oh. And that's Wonder. Oh yeah, good. I'm Wonder glad you saw was it. really good, right? And the fact that it's hopefully this isn't a spoiler. I thought the movie was going to all be about him. Yeah. But whenever you find out that the movie is like telling the story of everyone around him as yeah. well, I'm like, wow, this is something special. I like that movie. I love that movie. I, I think I can honestly say I love. It's Wonder. really good. I'm I'm yeah. glad you got a chance to see it. I'm glad that that you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Owen Will uh, Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Or is it Luke Wilson? No, it's Owen Wilson. It's Owen Wilson and uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, man, good stuff. Yeah, I love that whole family. It's so good. So, if you haven't choice. seen Wonder, please go and see it. I loved it. Yeah, find a way to check that out. Um, my buried treasure. I'm going to go with an app. Uh, I've got a new game that I've been playing for the last month or so, and it is my addiction right now. Do you do you have a, like a go to like uh, just uh, chill game where you don't have to think a bunch about it? You know, just kind of you for know. a phone or just any game? Mo- in yeah, general? mobile generally. You know, Mo- for mobile, it's called the Impossible Game. Okay, yeah. Um, I have one called uh, Balls Bounce Puzzle. Balls Bounce Puzzle. Uh, so if you search for that, you should find it. I think there are several versions of this, but basically you control the direction of a line of balls that are bouncing, and it's kind of like um, Breakout on steroids, where you, instead of like trying to keep one ball in the air, um, you don't get to keep any balls in the air. Once they come back down to the bottom of the screen, they're gone, but you're trying to hit these blocks, and they have numbers on them, and every time you hit a block, it takes it down by one number. So if you've got a line of 100 balls... In a block that says you know 150 on it, um, you're going to have to make some of those balls hit it twice, you know, somehow. So you have to ricochet it, and of course, you know, there's different patterns and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those simple, um, I almost said geography, geometry, <laughs> geometry games where you kind of figure out angles and you yeah. know that kind of stuff. So it, ball bounce block, ball bounce puzzle, puzzle. I think it's I think it's actually plural balls, balls bounce puzzle. Is it with the Z or an S? It is with an S. That is okay. a great question. You and, never know with apps these days. And like I said, I think there are a lot of different versions of this. Um, I also will mention in my uh, buried treasure, literal treasure <laughs> that is happening in an app as well, um, the app that we've talked about uh, before a couple times, actually, HQ Trivia, have gone Man. to a Sunday night thing where only one person wins. Yeah. Like, they keep asking questions until there's one winner. Yeah. And this Sunday night, as we're recording this, so tomorrow, 
yeah. uh, if you're hearing it right away. But I think they'll keep doing things like this on Sunday nights. $50,000 to one person. What's the most questions you've got correct in a row? 12. You won? No. Oh. It was on one of the ones where... Oh, no! It was last Sunday, in fact. Oh, no! That is so (laughs) heartbreaking. You could have got eight bucks! I know, right? Uh, It was was crazy. That one ended up going, I think, 15 or 16 questions to get down to the one person. When I... It started with... Now it's starting with close to two million on Sunday nights. It's crazy. Two million people are playing on Sunday nights. And um and I it got got down to I think like six hundred at question twelve it was somewhere in the hundreds that's the best I've ever done um so yeah yeah I think eight is my record yeah I usually it's very rare that I don't get past question five yeah uh, unless I just don't know something like it just totally misses me um but. But yeah, no, I'm loving HQ Trivia. By the way, if you sign up, you can either use Aaron Dicer and get me a free life, or you can use, do you know yours? Uh, I think it's Flick Freaks. Flick Freaks? Yeah. So the, like you could, there's a place where you can say, um, you know, who sent you to the game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you can put in one of our codes and get us a, a free life. Yeah. That was without a free life, by the way. I don't have any. I haven't had any for a long time. So I've only had one free life. When I started, when I talked about it on the show the first time, people were really nice. They were they were using my name. I had wow. like I had like twelve free lives to start off with. As unfortunately, um, you can't use those concurrently in the no, same game. No, you only get to use one per game. <laughs> yeah. So, but think if I had had one when I was on question twelve. Who knows what I've gotten? 13, 14, 15, and sixteen right. You could have had actually. I do know because I watched. I wouldn't have gotten fifteen right. Oh really? Yeah, I would have missed on that one. Do you? Here's a trivia question for you. Do you know what HQ stands for? High quality. Nope. <laughs> Happy quinceanera. It does not. I swear it does. No, it does. I not. swear it does. Where did you hear that? On HQ. Well, they make up. Do you know they make the, up a different thing it stands for all the time, right? Do they? Yeah. I've it's only like heard running, him say it once. It's like a running joke. I've only heard him say it once. Like you can, ser- if you search for what does HQ trivia stand for, you'll see yeah. like the list of things that they've they've said it stands for. He, okay, I've been playing for a while and I've only heard him say really. Only once. Hey, listen, I've been wrong about many things in my life. It may be a tactic. But if, if you've heard him say, yeah. if you've heard him say other things, then yeah. Was it Rob Grogowski or something? Like that? <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott Scott I was thinking Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> totally different guy. Totally different guy. Totally different. Although I would be interested in seeing Rob Gronkowski host HQ trivia. He should once. just for just for a joke. Yeah. You know? Uh, they've obviously figured out the money thing, right? Like they've obviously figured out how to get sponsors and stuff or something because they're giving away lots how of money. Are, now. How do they? I don't know. Well, I know they had like um, somebody who had a new TV show coming up was on once, and like I'm sure that they're figuring. I mean, when you've got two million people playing each Sunday, yeah, that's a lot of eyeballs to get in front of. So, and I think there's somewhere around like six hundred and fifty thousand on any regular. Oh yeah, playing of like a Tuesday or. For us, it's 2 p.m. and 8 p.m., right? Yeah. S- Central, Central Standard. Time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, fun stuff. Check it out. Uh, if you, you just have... destroyed my world by telling me that there are other names besides Oh, Happy I could Kins. be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe it really is Happy Quinceanera Trivia. Yeah. <laughs> that seems really weird to me. but um, Like I said, I've only heard him say it once. Well, Happy Quinceanera. Uh, Quinceanera. Well, let's see. That would have been so, 16 years ago would have been my happy quinceanera. That's, that's right. 15 years old, right? I think I think it's 16, isn't it? Quince? Quinceanera is 15, I thought. I don't know. 
Uh, I'm Scandinavian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quince is 15. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it would have been a little over. So. And this is why you tune into Sif Pop right here. Yeah. <laughs> we did it, Andrew. We did a podcast. Yeah, uh, I know, man. You should have seen what would have been my quinceanera dress, man. It was beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. It is 15. Yep, everybody's telling me I'm dumb dumb. I don't, I don't think a single person there is telling you you're a dum dum. I think they're just they're just saying it's fifteen. It doesn't mean you're dum dum. It means you had knowledge. Lack. Are those the kind of things that Dennis Quaid says to Bart in that movie? You <laughs> dum dum. Yes, basically. You big old dum dum. Does he talk to him like a dog whenever the dog like goes to the bathroom in the house? <laughs> you dum dum outside. You go outside bad. I think it's very just, bad. You'll just have to watch the movie to find out. Okay, it's quite possible. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Or you can download the Spreaker app and uh, follow us there as well. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at Patreon.com slash studio dna andrew always good to have you here thanks to you as Thank well for you. coming in anything you want to point people to head over to either my twitter or instagram both of those at flick freaks you can check out my youtube by searching for your movie friend or aaron dicer in youtube would love a sub there getting very close to 2400 subscribers so um maybe you can put me over the top uh, also, if you have anything you want to connect with us about, there's lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment at Spreaker, or you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer, and Andrew is at Flick Freaks. Finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like this show, too, so make sure you let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than getting a good night's sleep on a jet ski in a swimming pool. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be next up in your podcast feed, and we will see you back next week to chat Ready Player One. You don't need to understand how pre-collision cameras detect pedestrians in low light. You don't need to understand any of the craft that went into the Lexus ES to feel it. With outstanding connectivity and standard Lexus Safety System Plus 2.0. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. LSS Plus 2.0 and the pre-collision system with pedestrian detection are not a substitute for safe and attentive driving practice. See owner's manual for additional limitations and details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.